Waking up the Riverina, Witto and Herbie on hit. Witto, I'm pretty excited this morning. I'm actually very excited mm-hmm. because something that I've been in, into for a while has now come back in, in fashion. Yes. And it is the mullet. I did see. So here at Hit, we received a message on the weekend from listener Jess just saying that she, there's an article out about how mullets, they're so hot right now, they're back. Yep. And I, I haven't slept. Yep. Well, I've we, been on the lookout. Who's, who's, who's growing them? You know? we, we, uh, we do know that you are a big fan of the mullets. Nobody likes, nobody likes, nobody so does it go all the way? Does the flunny? Do you want the flunny too? I love it all. All of it? I love it. Nice. Blueies. Blueies? But yeah. with flannies, maybe yep. footy shorts. Yep. Why not? Yep. Chuck some muggies on, moccasins, why not? Yep. I, lo- I just love it. And I don't know why they went out of fashion, you know? Well, such a great trend. Here's the thing we're learning this morning. If this is coming back, mullets, they're making a comeback. And if they are, cool, bring them on. Yeah. Uh, Will you mullets, grow one? Mullets. Oh, yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if, if you want to grow a mullet and that's your thing, go for it. Yeah, uh, I'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's never sounded more creepy. Like, I'm laughing, but I will. <laughs> but I will. I've got, a, I've got a mullet sensor. I just know where they are. I think there's a mullet 30 metres that way. <laughs> um, but if that's it. what you want to grow, go for it. That, that's yeah, exactly. Good on you. Good on you. But here's the thing about it. You've loved them for a while. Oh, yeah. They're, they're coming back in style and fashion now. Yep. Maybe you're ahead of your time when I it comes to trending and, and fashion and whatnot. I've tried to tell my mum this all the time because she says I don't know anything about fashion. Yeah. Now, look, look who's laughing now, Trish. Exactly. <laughs> Cop that, Trish. The you mullet know is back, baby. As a reward, Trish, mum, you get to cut your hair into the Shape form of, of a mullet. mullet. <laughs> or her future son-in-law will have a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've got a story out of the UK this morning, which is just, I'm going to say disgusting and just should never have even become a story in the first place because it was paramedics over there. So mm-hmm. bravo to all paramedics out there today, especially across the Riverina. But paramedics over in the UK, they were attending a person that was not in a good way. They were in a pretty critical condition. They were vomiting blood and everything. Mm-hmm. So the paramedics parked the ambulance, went inside and were looking after this patient. Yep. Now, they do say that they try when they park, you know, to park across off the road, not like smack bang in the middle of the roads, but sometimes like this is an emergency. This is people's yeah. lives we're talking about. Yep. They are rushed and so they just have to park and get in there to help the, pa- the patient. It is literally a matter of life or death. Yeah, le- legit. Yeah. Now that's what this paramedic's done. They've just parked on the side and they've gone in and they're looking after the patient. Yeah. They come back to their car, to the ambulance, and there's a note on the front of the dash. Now this note reads, you may be saving lives, but don't park your van in a stupid place and block my drive. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that is not okay. Yeah. Like, they've mentioned it in there, saving lives. Which country is this again? UK. So some snobby person has couldn't get out of their driveway, mm. has made them five, ten minutes late for work, and now they're grumpy, grumpy. at the ambulance staff. Now, I've actually experienced this. So when I was living back in Melbourne, my grandma, she used to live in a court. Yeah. And she was number one, so the first one, and then it was like one driveway, but all the houses would go back. So you'd have yeah. to, she'd have to go past her house to get in and out. Yeah. And I rocked up to grandma's house one time, and she'd had a, a fall in the bathroom, and you could tell straight away she'd broken her legs. So the paramedics had come; they'd parked right in the ha- like in the outside her house in the driveway. Yeah. 
and then they were looking after her. And she was in an awkward position, so it did take a little bit of time to get her out and onto the stretcher. Why some guy is behind the ambulance tooting, tooting his head off, then comes knocking on the door while these two paramedics are trying to get my grandma onto a stretcher, saying, can you please move the van? I need to get to work. Like, I'm late. Like, this is what you're doing. See, these are the times. I wish I was a bystander there, and I would just let rip into that person. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, who are you to toot your horn? And this is the best part, I reckon, about it, that you know that that person and the person who's left the note over in the UK and the person who was parked behind Mm -hmm. the ambulance in my grandma's driveway, they would be the first people who would need, you know, on an, when an ambulance, if they ever need one, they'd be the first people to call and say, I need one now, right now. Yeah. And if someone was parked behind them, they'd go, oh, are you kidding me? This is all about me. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. selfish people that don't realise the world is bigger than themselves. And also, the ambulance staff do an incredible job. Oh. I've got a good friend who's an ambo, and what they go through on a day-to-day basis, saving people's lives, yeah. is incredible. The last thing they need some idiot honking a horn people. or writing a really rude note. Passive-aggressive note. Yeah. And it, it was shocking when I spoke to the paramedics that were helping my grandma. They said, this happens often. Like, yeah. this, this isn't a surprise to us because I was a bit shocked. And they're yeah. like, this is something that we go through daily. Yeah. Just pull your head out. Like, yeah, and look, if you are a bystander and you see someone doing that, tell them to pull yeah. their head in. Have a, just don't have a go at them, but just be like, oi, mate, what are you doing? Yeah. Honestly, think about what you're doing right now. You're honking at an ambulance saving someone's life. Hammett for ham. Come on, let's go. The Riverinas hit 93.1. For right now, we have some Christmas hams to give away. Thanks to Wagga Meat Supply for in-house smoked and cooked Christmas hams. All you got to do is call us on the hit line, 13 12 16. Tell us your Christmas joke. we got Brittany. Uh, how's it going? Uh, good, thanks. How are you guys? Not too bad, not too bad. Do you have a Christmas pun for us? Yes, I do. Why was the elf sad? I don't know. Why was the elf sad? Because he had a low elf esteem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's, that's not too bad. Hold, hold the line there one second, Brittany. We're going we're gonna to see no someone else. Steph from Estella, yeah. what's, uh, what's your joke for us? Um, my joke is um, knock, knock joke, but you've got to start it. Okay. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> uh... I don't know who's there. (laughs) That is the joke. Knock, knock, who's there? (laughs) And that's the joke. Steph, Steph, what have you done here? That's terrible. (laughs) No, it's so good. So you've got to, you do the knock, knock part. Yeah. And then they've got nothing to come up with and then they're just done. (laughs) Jesus. Herbie, who do we give it to? Oh, I'm going to have to say, I love Steph's creativity there, but I think Brittany has the better joke. (laughs) That's it. Congratulations. Brittany has picked up the ham this morning. And Brittany, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. So the ham is all yours. Awesome. Thanks so much. It's never a fun thing to go Mm. through a divorce, whether it's you going through it or if your parents are going through it or if you know someone, family, friend. Yeah. And when you do hear of people going through divorces, it's that the marriage hasn't worked. Yeah. Sometimes there may be cheating involved, which is never good. You know, just you hear of common reasons behind a divorce, behind a marriage breaking down. You know what I hear a lot of these days as well is older couples going through a divorce that have had kids, kids have left home, uh, kids have started their own families and then they they just, I don't know, they lose the spark. Yeah. And then they, they get divorced at like 70 or something. It's like, wow. Which is, yeah, it's crazy and it's sad, but there is... A story out today where a lady, an Egyptian lady named Samar, she's filed for divorce against her husband after only two weeks of being together. Wow, okay. Now, why... Was this a Hollywood celebrity couple or something? Well, it seems that way because she's filed for divorce because she's not happy 
that Muhammad husband does all the housework. He does all the chores. He cleans, he cooks, he does everything, and she's right. sick of it. Okay. She's yeah, she's really angry about this. Is this she, a cultural difference thing? Or what's going on? I don't understand this. Like, he, her husband runs a very successful clothing store, okay. which means now he has people running it for him, basically. So okay. he's at home and has a lot of spare time. Yeah. So he likes to clean up and everything. So when Summer comes home, she goes to do stuff, but it's already done. And so she says she feels like a guest living in a hotel, not... A is, wife. That, is that such a problem? I mean, if he doesn't mind doing it, that's that's what I can't what's see. What's the issue there? She she says she enjoys doing it and she just wants to do some things. Yeah, but it's all done. Yeah, and like there is only two of them there, so they can't have that much mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe if there's a family involved, she could step in a bit then. And then she's gone so far to go to his mother-in-law and said, "Why does he clean so much? I like I'm filing for divorce. I can't do it anymore." And the mother-in-law, well, well after the, two weeks, after two weeks, <laughs> she goes. That's strange. He never cleaned at home. So this must be a new thing. That is weird. <laughs> it's just the randomest story this morning. That is so strange. <laughs> so my mind is kind of boggling at this right now, only because I'm like, well, okay, maybe this is an elaborate ploy from the guy to get divorced because he didn't want to be with her in the first, first place. place. Like, maybe he knows that'll really irk her, and that's why he and started he's cleaning. It? Like, so strange. It's, yeah, it, it is strange. And so she's filed a complaint in the family court. And she's just said, my husband did not give me the freedom to handle my home affairs. He cleans and he cooks and I want to do that. And so she might be able to end up divorcing him because she'd have to return the dower that she received to marry him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the case is pending at the moment before the court. So, yeah, Samara Muhammad, short divorce, beat Kim Kardashian's one. Wow. 72 days to Chris that. Yeah, see, but I kind of like cleaning. I find it, like, therapeutic. I like things neat and tidy and clean. So. But if things were neat and tidy, would you be fine with it? Yeah, probably not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to find something to clean. Had a bad weekend? Or do you just hate Mondays? Just let it all out. Right now, though, we're giving you the chance to win a family pass to Wagga Bowl and Entertainment Centre plus a $20 voucher just by letting it all out. Yeah, how was your weekend? You had a pretty good weekend, Widow. I had a very good weekend, yeah, kind of nice and relaxed, but uh, you had a very interesting weekend. Well, I had a great weekend. I had family come up to visit, my four brothers and three cousins, and so my weekend was great, but my brother, Sean, (laughs) he went to sleep Saturday night, and my other cousin, Tim, went to sleep Saturday night, but Tim, he sometimes sleepwalks in his unfamiliar houses and everything. And Sean was woken up to Tim weeing on him. Yes. <laughs> Sleepwalking. Yeah, it's a great excuse. Great excuse. So uh, right now we want to know uh, why you're letting it out. We've got Michelle from Kringle on the headline, 13, 12, 16. How was your weekends? It was very good until about 7.30 last night. My son come home to visit from Melbourne and was on his way home, got to see more, and his car caught on fire. Oh, jeepers. Is he Okay. He's perfectly fine. Somebody stopped and had a fire extinguisher and extinguished the car. Oh, but gosh. Um, that, what do you do? Do you have to drive to get him and get him home um, when you have to get up at 4 o'clock to go to work yourself the next morning? Wow. Jesus, it's crazy. I'm glad he's okay. Do they know how it happened or anything? Uh, no, something to do with the engine. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, as, as, uh, thank God he's safe. Yeah. And uh, thank yeah. God someone happened to be going past with a fire extinguisher to put it out so nothing worse happened. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that um, initial, you know, an hour until one of his housemates come to pick him up, he was stuck on the side of the road. 
Jeez. Wow. Well, that's that's, that's like a, a horrifying story with a nice ending. <laughs> he had a very adventurous weekend, for sure. Well, Michelle, Yay. for telling us your story, you've got a family pass and $20 voucher to Wagga Bowl Entertainment. Awesome. Thanks, guys. One guy in the States who was being interrogated by police. Yeah. And uh, he actually uh, pretty much got out of it. Just... Just the, the police were interrogating him, asking him lots of serious questions. And at one point they stopped and said, we're not asking you any more questions. And that was it. And he actually got off the hook. So he was innocent, I'm he, guessing. Well, well he, he pleaded his innocence and they couldn't help out, find out what was going on because he kept on passing wind. <laughs> and not only just like, not only occasionally, but uh, well, he replied to every question with a... So that... So instead of responding, yeah. he would fart. Yeah. Here's the article, right? Police forced to stop interrogating suspect after he continually farts replies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I, I know this sounds incredibly lowbrow, yeah. but I, it's just funny. It's, no matter who or where you are, it is funny. You know how some people burp the alphabet? Yeah. Like, was he actually farting words? Like, does he have that talent? <laughs> You know? No, no, I don't think it was that much. But it went on to the point that uh, the person investigating him uh, said uh, the the accused or whatever yeah. leaned to one side of his chair and released a loud fart before answering with the address. So he, it sounds like he was kind of responding, but not really. Anyway, so he he was he wasn't charged, and he was he was he was off the hook. Um, he denied all the accusations and charges, and uh, and you know, and it was fine. But he has since. Uh, been arrested again uh, for having a, uh, un- I think, what do they call it in the States? Unlicensed weapon or having a, I don't know, yeah. unregistered weapon or whatever. And uh, they found some drugs on him. So he's been arrested again and he's now in custody now. So I don't know what has they're going to do. Yeah, has he attempted the farts a second time? Well, I, you know, I think the, the way to deal with it is to just go in wearing some kind of gas mask into yeah. the interrogation room. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you deal with what it. What are you doing? I'm just going to interrogate <laughs> with that. Yeah. He's a windy fella. <laughs> it's old Farty <laughs> McGee in there. It's just the only way we can deal with it. A young man who's on work experience here in the studio at the moment, Herbie. Yep. By the name of Harry Oldacre. How's it going, Harry? Uh, very good, thanks. How are you? Very good, thank you, mate. Now, you're in here in the studio learning a few things. What do you, uh, what do, you do? You're you Kringle High? Yep. I'm... Year 12? Yep. So does that mean you're going into Year 12 now? Oh, no, I'm actually coming out of Year 12. So right. finished, that's it. Done. Boom. HSC done. I'm going to become a free adult and go out into the world and be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) How how do you want to be amazing? What's your plans? Well, you see, I'm an aspiring author, radio announcer, and actor. I've been shortlisted for the Bell Shakespeare Scholarship. I'm getting a book published, and I'm trying to penetrate the radio industry. Wow. Let me tell you, you're a busy man. I so have what, a lot of hobbies. Back, Herbie, what the... books have you written, Herbie? What's what's going on? I've got a few diaries. Have you got any acting scholarships, be... Widow? No. no. <laughs> going to your scholarship, what does that mean? What is it like? How many people was it for? Well, um, uh, when I was looking at the website for it, basically uh, it looks like they auditioned about uh, 130 people across all of Australia. Uh, and of that 130 people, 14 people were shortlisted for the scholarship. Right. You're a superstar. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Wow, okay. So, and what's the book about you're writing? Uh, the book is a horror novel and it's uh, very, it's kind of like Stephen King, H.P. Lovecraft meets some guy from Wagga Wagga who doesn't really know how to write books and is just kind of winging it. But hey, it's fun. So is it a, is it a little bit about yourself then as well? Uh, you're just putting a little bit of you in there? Uh, well, no, no, I'm not in it, but it, um, 
I, I feel like it's yeah been greatly inspired by things that I've had going on in my life. And, you know, it's, it's just a fun little book. It's a fun yeah. little read. Oh, excellent. Wow, you are doing a lot of stuff. Doing a lot. And we haven't mentioned this yet, Harry, mm-hmm. but you're vision impaired. Yeah, legally blind. Which, that didn't happen... You, you weren't born legally blind? No, I was a young, beautiful, young, dashing man with perfect eyesight. And then <laughs> one day in year seven in high school, my eyesight was ripped away from me. Jeez, you're not dramatic at all, are you? Oh, no. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> don't have that acting in you. They, they could turn it into a movie. Coming this summer, one man, two eyes, one blindness. You know what? Widow and Herbie, we're done. Harry's <laughs> taking over. Work experience. You can do show. the whole thing. And next up, we have Johnny K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's really cool, Harry. That's very, very, you're an amazing young man. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Buy me dinner first. I'll blush. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Um, okay. Are you going to uh, you going to stick around and 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 be with us tomorrow on air and stuff? Oh, if you let me, sure. Right. Well, okay. I might come and... in sick then because I don't the show. <laughs> and I just realised as well, uh, your dad used to work here. Yes, he did. Aaron Oldacre, Captain Aaron Oldacre, who's probably at Kabuka right now, listening in. Right. I just it I. There's a resemblance and everything now. So I just, yeah, anyway. You're now putting it one and one yeah, together. I'm it all together. I'm infinitely more dashing, charming, and attractive. Wow. <laughs> Take that, Dad. <laughs> Screw you, Dad. I'm 12. I do what I want. <laughs> well, you're 18, really. That's okay. All right. Waking up the Riverina, Witto and Herbie. On hit.